0: Welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what he's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Wilco Podcast. It's good to be back. Uh, we have been on a bit of a break, a bit of a rest, because we all need rest, amen. Um, but we're really excited to have two next-gen, uh, well, they wear a few hats, actually, I think, in their church. but. Uh, kingdom people, uh, Kingdom worship leaders, Kingdom youth leaders, Kingdom everything in church. They're totally here for it. Um, uh, from the Pearl Church in Denver, we have Isaac and Kaylee with us. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hi, hi. so doing? good. Excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, it's so good to have them. And you know what? We have, I don't know if we've ever just invited like a couple. Um, on the podcast and just even the next gen, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of loving this and I think I definitely need to do this again with more people, but I think congratulations are in order because these guys <laughs> actually are super recently engaged and yeah. seem to be married, yeah.
2: Put a ring on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is so awesome. And I actually saw these two leading worship last year at Haley's Parents Church in Denver, the Pearl Church. And uh, just love their passion, um, love their heart for Jesus. And, you know, just have watching Kaylee's parents from afar off for a, a long time now. Um, it's clear that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And, uh, you know, just hearing hearing stories about what your grandpa put your dad through, Kaylee, to marry your mom. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I know I'm, what I'm saying with all that, Isaac, I know you're good people.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think that their experience was a little bit more intense than yes. ours. Yeah, I would. But uh, <laughs> yes, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're good people. So really honored to have you guys on, and this is going to be a fun conversation. So, um, just kind of like dropped some thoughts with these guys. Just um, just some ideas with these guys. Just to what to talk about today, and just to keep it fresh. Um, but just to have a next generation perspective. So. We have Gen Z with us today, and Gen Z borderline millennial. I know how that
3: feels. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. You know, just to bring just bring a fresh perspective to the next generation. Um, But let's just talk a little bit about maybe some challenges that you guys have dealt with, uh, maybe coming out of COVID. I know people don't like to talk about COVID, but let's be honest. We still see the effects. We're still we still see the effects you know, in people's mm-hmm. eyes, maybe in the way they treat people, maybe in their commitment, mm-hmm. maybe in their this, you know, and, you know, you know, just, just in so many different things. And I think sometimes we can be quick to say, well, there, people aren't doing this and they're not doing that, but it actually goes deeper than that. And, you know, as pastors, you know, and as if we're, we're true shepherds, we're gonna be like, yeah, I could be upset with people for this, but I think this is actually what's going on. And we have to kind of like play the long game here, if I could say it yeah. loosely like that just to help people, you know, come back. Yeah. Come on guys. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, so what are maybe some challenges that you guys, and it doesn't have to be three, it could be one or it could be two, but some challenges that you guys have faced, whether, you know, on your team or just like personally, you know, the last year, just. You know.
2: yeah. I, I think something that we had talked about before, I mean, both of us have grown up in the church. Both of us grew up watching uh, our family lead worship. So when we stepped into ministry, it was it was like a clear line, this is what you do. Um, especially after COVID, though, uh, we we have found that like taking the time to actually teach our students, just period, whether that's in, in worship, how to worship, or even you know, more so like we're having to teach our students that are actually on the team, like, hey, you're not behind a screen anymore. You have to look up. You have to look at people. You have to smile at people, but really taking the time that might've been a little bit more inherent for us because we had watched it happen. Um, one with the students that are there, but also students that are brand new to the church just in general, but actually taking the time to teach. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think also, and this is in all areas of life from worship to just general life. Um, COVID created such a laziness and I feel like people talk about that, but sometimes Mm. it's a general statement but not necessarily personal. And I even had to realize like, wow, even in my own life through COVID, I've always been a go-getter type girl, like just go for it. But even in my own life, I realized there was some lethargy, some some laziness that wasn't a heart thing, but almost was a habit thing. And I had to, we actually, this is funny, we actually broke up for a few mo- months before we got engaged last wow. year because we realized our COVID habits had gotten so deep into us that it was affecting our ability to run at the speed that God was now calling us to run at, and wow. so I would say, yeah, laziness and lethargy from from worship yeah. and practicing your craft and practicing your skill to just yeah. general life stuff. That that's a big one for me. Yeah, I would yeah. say too,
2: because like I, I know for me, it wasn't healthy at first for sure. But like when I was when I was sixteen you know, refining my craft. It was very competitive with other people and it wasn't healthy, but there was a drive within me to like, I really want to be good at this. Like, I really want to be. And then that changed to, I want to be good at this because I feel anointed to do it. I want to refine my craft. I see that less and less. And we see that, I I don't know, we see it coming more, but exactly what Kaylee was saying. Yeah, everybody plays acoustic guitar, but are you actually good at acoustic guitar? Because have you sat down and practiced your, your, your your gifted and in your instrument uh, to to be on that level, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I think just again in like general with your teams and stuff, there's in worship, yeah, a lack of volunteers these days. Right. In youth, a lack of volunteers these days, just. Yeah, finding people to volunteer has been right. way more difficult than it ever was before COVID, mm-hmm. for sure. I felt before COVID there was a plethora of people that you could pull from, and these days, because God just cleaned house during that season, I feel like oh, right. nationwide or globally in the church. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, finding volunteers that are all in is is mm-hmm. a is a real thing.
1: Yep. It's a real and thing how right. do you? Yeah, it is a real thing. And how do you? walk people through that because i know to the for lack of a better word to the immature they don't always realize what's actually really going on and they could be like well something's wrong with the church something's wrong with their leaders something you know like they're really quick to say well something's wrong and blame it on everybody else but like what you're saying is you know hebrews right that there was a shaking there was a cleansing and just even just the actual psychological effects you know Mm -hmm. of what happened so there's like a rebuilding in process so this stuff just makes sense. Even historically, you know, if you look at history, you know, this just makes right. sense that we have just never had to all rebuild this before. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are, you know, have you had to walk some of your leaders through this process and just be like, there's nothing wrong. This is just part of the process of rebuilding. We're going to get there. It's going to be okay. You know, cause you kind of have to like mm-hmm. shepherd, you know, yes. You know, we, we want to get more volunteers. Yes. To all of that. But it's like, I can relate in the sense of like, but you almost have to shepherd some of your leaders through that mindset of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're going to do this. (laughs) We're going to do this. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. You know, this is how we do it. This is how we go forward. So have you had to have some of those conversations with people? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, so for me, like worship was my first
3: hat, but right now youth really is my main hat. And, um, I definitely had to have some of those conversations. And I've honestly, where, I, where the Holy Spirit challenged me last year was just to be bold about it because mm-hmm. you're actually helping them. Because if they're, if they're this way or they're feeling lazy and they're not, you know, maybe performing sounds like the wrong word, but they're not serving at the capacity right. they were before COVID. When you serve a lot, you realize serving really helps you, right? right. Serving impacts your own heart. And so I just had to learn to be bold and just call it out. With my youth team, we had a whole meeting where I was like, "Look, y'all, I love you so, so much, but we're going to have to come to a higher level this year." Mm-hmm. And me being bold and me being clear in the end has really helped them and me. It's That's grown right. them as people, and it's grown our, our youth team to a new level. Yeah, same in worship. Yeah, same yeah.
2: In worship. I would also say too, it, it like comes in like I think at first like, especially on I me mean, coming out of COVID, there were times where we were like batting our head against the wall. Like what, like, what do we need? What are these things? And I feel like really the Holy Spirit has just been, it, it sounds cliche, but just like such a helper and such a guide through that to be like, like, God, this, this time is different from where we came from before. There's mm-hmm. obvious it's different in every other way. Why would it be different here? So like, give us some strategies, give us some keys to our leaders our students the ministry in general and he comes through so
1: yeah, yeah. totally you know and it's not cliche you know we always have yeah. to bring people back to that like his word is a lamp into our feet you guys in the light into path the holy Spirit will lead us into all truth and even teach us things that we don't even know like we have no yeah. map forward so we just got to trust right. god and we're never it's never cliche to me you know i get why you would say that but i think we forget you know yeah. at a I had a prof, it was a few years ago now. And um, I was actually just sharing this with a friend the other day. I said, you know, one of the best things I ever learned uh in my master's study is that everybody's four years old. Can you imagine that being your takeaway yeah. <laughs> from doing your master's degree? Is that yep. is that everybody's four years, four years old. But you know, it, it, it is true it, in in some many ways, like we forget, right? Which, you know, why we have the word of God, why we have the Holy Spirit. So Isaac, you had said something about, you know you know, reminding people or like, you know, or teaching people, you know, like we got, we got to teach them. Do you guys, are you doing that kind of teaching? Um, Do you do that? Like before worship rehearsal or do you like, you're talking about youth. too? we have two different Mm -hmm. conversations going on? That's fine. Um, Cause you guys wear multiple hats. So, you know, it's Mm -hmm. good. We can go back and forth on that Um, ministry is ministry, but do you have like, like, are you doing like teaching, like, say, Hey, we're all going to come in on Saturday. We're going to learn some stuff. We're going to come in on Tuesday night. Or are these like just like conversations that you have ongoing with your teams, you know, as you serve? Yeah. Or all of it. Maybe I answered the whole question. Yeah, the, the answer all is
2: is a, a big resounding yes. So yeah. we do specifically youth and worship, just in general okay. for, for worship as a church. We take time out of our out of our week. Um, or actually it's like what's like once a quarter. We bring all the worshipers together, all the creatives of the church mm-hmm. to do very specific, like creative uh, focused messages. And we, we also bring out some different, like not just worship, but last time we like painted and stuff like that. Cause worship is, is more than just seeing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. For our youth team though, we do these things very practical. Uh, once a month we do jam sessions mm-hmm. where we bring all of our youth musicians together. Um, and we had, we had a range from like, who was our youngest, like a sixth grader, mm-hmm. sixth grade, all the way up to early college age, who are serving in youth, and we do very practical. Let's split up all the guitars, split up all the keys players, and let's go learn together, and then yeah. come, together, come together at the end. Yeah. And put in, put that into practice. And
3: congregationally too, yeah. and specifically, I guess, in the youth congregation, we've mm-hmm. done like worship and prayer nights, and we've been very intentional on taking time in those to explain why we do things. Right. Which sounds like you said you're treating people like they're four years old but it's so needed sometimes. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like we as worship leaders, we forget that the people mm-hmm. we're leading aren't necessarily where we're at in understanding right. even theologically. And mm-hmm. so every, like every youth service, I will stop the service at some point and explain why we lift our hands yeah. and why we sing right. and why we clap and why we dance. Right. And as we've been really intentional about teaching those things and not just assuming that they're all going to passively pick it up, We've seen a serious change oh, yeah. in worship culture, both on musicians and just in people as yeah. they're worshiping. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
2: Something that, that, uh, we noticed last year, we all went to a big conference last year and it was cool. Like all of our students just like, were so on fire and at youth camp, so mm-hmm. on fire. And Kaylee kept saying this thing, like, like fire can be, I think there's two types of fire. One that you have to kindle and then one that's like, just like going And I think we see both of those in youth ministry where we have some students that are like on fire and you're like, okay, let's shape, let's shape that fire. So it's not destructive. And then on the other side, it's like, well, we need to pour some fuel here, but ultimately like it's that balance of, okay, shaping and and fueling, shaping and fueling, shaping and fueling. And then we get something refined and, and really cool.
1: Yeah. I love that. So good. You guys. True shepherds here. Come on. <laughs> I love it. You guys are so young and just the heart of the shepherd is so, so strong in you guys. Like Thank beautiful. You. Um, okay. So another thing we talked about chatting about today is so you're standing on a stage at a conference. You know, I'm sure you guys have taught at conferences or you know, in a room, just you know, where wherever, you have a few things, you only have like three things that you can tell you know, whether it's a group of youth leaders, whether it's a group, you know, worship team or worship leaders, again, I'm okay. Like we can have the full conversation. I think Mm -hmm. any ministry talk helps ministers, you know? And I I know for so many people, they're just like, I need to learn. I need to learn. I need to learn. And, you know, and, and just even hearing some of the stuff you guys share, I know it's going to be refreshing for a lot of people because people don't feel so alone. Like, oh, I'm not the only one Mm -hmm. dealing with it. No, you're not the Mm -hmm. only one dealing with it. And the enemy just likes to make us feel like you're the only one, you know? And it's like, no, we're all all the same in so many ways. Um, But say you guys are standing on a stage or say you're invited to go to a conference and you got three things that you are allowed to speak on, um, that you're permitted to speak on. What would be the top three? I'm putting, massively putting you guys on the spot. I know Mm -hmm. how this feels. Worship leader problems, well, worship problems now. Mm Yeah, (laughs) did this to me? Um, So yeah, me being put on the spot isn't super fun, but you guys are you're rolling with it pretty good. So like, you have three things at beatings of your heart that you would want to tell the next gen mm-hmm. of leaders.
2: I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started serving at the in in youth, I um, was like, man, I love the youth ministry. I've been with a lot of people, and for the first time really in my life, I'm feeling like I am like the least cool person. In the room, because I have all these like seventeen-year-olds that are just like they're so cool. They're speaking a language that I'm like unfamiliar with, and I'm like trying to engage with them, but feeling like I'm I can't. And I uh, I called one of my my really good like friends, and he's been with me. He's a worship leader out in Washington, and uh, he's worked with youth. And he he basically said that like Gen Z youth, they can sniff out unauthentic unauthenticity oh. better than Anybody in the world can totally. So every time I'd walk in and try to put on this like hat of like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like on Urban Dictionary, googling a word that they just said. I feel like I'm dating myself. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are saying. You're not that old, man. I know, I know. Like, I don't know what you're saying. And so, but like every time where I would try to put that on, they were like, something's off. Like he's talking the talk, but he, but he doesn't, for better, for lack of a better word, he doesn't walk it. You know. And so from that, we've kind of talked about like, you don't have to be cool. You just have to be real. Like this generation more than any other generation, I think is just desperate for truth and for like authentic people. I mean, they talk about finding your truth all the time, all of that stuff. Well, if you come in on an authentic, that's a hard work for me today, I guess. But if you come in that way, they're just going to, it's not going to land. But if you come in just how you are, come and walk in your anointing, be confident in that, like doors are going to open whether or not you can say the words that they're saying or speak that yeah.
3: same language. And that's a message they need to hear too. And
2: the, yeah, exactly.
3: Like that's something to preach. Yeah. I think for me, there's a couple that come to my mind of messages. I I like picked three. I think one I would preach would be purity and how to be pure, but not offensive to mm-hmm. other people. Right. Cause that's, that's what they're dealing with is, mm-hmm. is how do I be pure, be who God called me to be, be set apart without offending the people that I'm being right. set apart from. Cause that's okay. the culture that we live in. Right. So I, that's, that's a big one that I, I would preach on. Another one I would preach on is the secret place. Mm-hmm. Honestly, oh, yeah, we've been focusing on a, in a mm-hmm. sermon series right now um, called Monday morning faith, which is a phrase I've heard thrown around a lot on social media, but it just, man, this next generation is just, they have so much stuff thrown in their face every single day. TikTok, Instagram reels, all of it, 24-7. Mm-hmm. And they just, I'm learning, they just need to be reminded with, with passion that the secret place will unlock their future if they intentionally no good. Do. And so... Oh, that's we, a word. Yeah. That is, <laughs> it's, that's a word. They need to hear it. They need to. They really yeah. need to hear it. So be real. Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't need to be cool. Just be real in life.
1: Purity. And how to be pure without being offensive. And then, yeah, the secret, the secret place. place. So good, you guys. That makes me think of that song your mom wrote. I think Hillsong covered it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I we're just talking yeah, about uh, that. I say on Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. That oh, won't be a Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Powerful song. I'd actually, I was talking about it. She's like, I was just thinking about that song too. And, yeah. uh, but just, just the whole thought of it. So when you said that, um, I definitely want to, I want to highlight that because how did you say that? The secret place will unlock your future. Yeah. Will yeah. unlock your future. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. You guys yeah. sound yeah. practical, clear, simple yet to walk it out. It yeah. takes grit. It takes grit yeah. and it takes Only. consistency and discipline uh, yeah. to follow Jesus. So, Thank you guys so much for being part of the conversation today. This was wonderful. This was wonderful. And um, yeah, I can't wait for people to hear this conversation. Um, Can you guys, one of you, I love putting people on the spot. That's one of my gifts. Just going to put you on the spot.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, I'm saying gift loosely, obviously. Um, Pray. You want to pray for your next? Why don't you guys pray for the next generation of worship leaders or leaders? Yeah. Yeah, let's pray for that. I to sure, I can do it.
2: Okay. Father, we just thank you so much um, for just who you are, God. Um, we thank you for just like throughout, throughout your word that you empower the next generation. Like oh, so many times that we see revival starts there, um, and we just we just thank you for that, God. We pray just an anointing over uh, over students, over Gen Z, over millennials, whatever it is, whatever that is for for different churches, God. Um, and we just pray that um, that you continue to refine, you continue to encourage, you continue to give vision, um, and just show yourself in those ways so that people can um, just dive deeper into you, Father. And we thank you for that, God.
1: In your name, Amen. So awesome. Thank you guys. This was Kaylee and Isaac from the Pearl Church. We'll be sure to tag them on our socials so you guys can follow them and the Pearl Church youth. I've told our youth leaders, I'm like, follow (laughs) theirs. If you see anyone from Hope State Church following, I'm like, follow (laughs) them, you guys. I think we can emphasize some of this stuff that they're doing. But yeah, I would encourage you guys to, you know, if you're looking for next gen leaders to look up to, these would be two that I would definitely say, look up to these guys. Uh, they're the real deal. And I wouldn't say they're in it to win it. I would say they're in it to lose their lives all for Jesus, that Jesus would be known and that, you know, the power of Jesus would continue to lead generations to his feet. So thank you guys thank You thank for being you. on. Thank God you. bless you.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season. If you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources, check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.